Tracy, thanks for your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Liam. Thank you very much for inviting me to come along. And hello to all the listeners out there in Bathurst and Orange. Firstly, could you give us a bit of context? What sort of changes have the pandemic brought for hospital workers in regional New South Wales? Unfortunately, I need to highlight that the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association has been asking of previous governments for going on 11 years now that they mandate shift-by-shift nurse-to-patient ratios. So to simplify that down, the association believes that the, uh, the optimal way to provide safe patient care is to have one nurse to three patients in an emergency department, one nurse to four patients in a a standard medical surgical ward. And when it comes to midwifery, um, so mums having babies, the way it is at the moment, uh, babies are not counted in total patient numbers. So in a midwifery unit, we might see 10 mums and at least 10 babies because sometimes they have multiple births. They count that as just the 10 mums. They don't count the babies, yet the midwife has um, has a duty of care and a responsibility to provide safe patient care to in excess of 20 living people. Yeah. So we have asked for mandated shift-by-shift nurse-to-patient ratios across our public health sector for, as I said, going on 11 years now, uh, and no government has given us that. So now we're seeing COVID uh, spread across our regions. We already had severe nursing shortfalls and COVID, unfortunately, has just highlighted how under pressure our, uh, particularly our public health system is. Our nurses are doing excessive amounts of overtime. They're extremely fatigued. Nurses and midwives are traditionally people of of goodwill. You become a nurse or a midwife because you have a passion to care for others in the best possible way. So we don't see nurses saying no to overtime or, you know, saying, no, I I can't come in when there's an emergency. They do it. Our, Our governments, not just this one, but preceding governments really have played on the goodwill of our nurses and midwives you know, it's really sad. If we had ratios in place, would we? Would that have been enough to stop COVID from spreading out to rural, regional and remote? Of course it wouldn't. COVID would still be there. But our hospitals would be in a far better position staff-wise to cope with what they're seeing now. Obviously, you can't have a COVID-positive patient in a ward with non-COVID pe- uh, patients. So therein lies the problem. We need more staff so that we can have COVID-specific staff and non-COVID staff. You've highlighted that idea that the trend has been for a long time, you've seen increasing demand on healthcare workers, hospital workers, the idea that it isn't just a blip in the pandemic. How are the New South Wales Midwives and Nurses Association, how are you trying to lobby the government to provide those extra resources and what's the response been? So our elected officers at the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association, our General Secretary and our Assistant General Secretary, meet several times a week with the Ministry of Health and they escalate the concerns that uh, organisers like myself within the association are bringing to the table in respective sites. You know, this is, uh, we are a a statewide organisation so we have members in every corner of New South Wales 
and uh, the issues are right across the state. Of particular concern is, uh, for me, I look after Western and Far Western local health districts, so I've got a pretty big patch. You know, we don't have, we do have base hospitals, but we don't have those really big trauma hospitals like we have in Sydney. We don't have the capacity that Westmead has or St Vincent's has or Royal Prince Alfred has. Yes, we have our Dubbo's and our Oranges and our Bathurst's, but the, the majority of our public health facilities in Western and Far Western are what we call multi-purpose services, or MPSs. So an MPS is not a high-level uh, hospital. It's still a hospital and it still has an emergency department. So for our listeners out there, if you are at all unwell, please don't think that you cannot go to your local hospital. I encourage you to go to your local hospital. The emergency departments are open and there are nurses and midwives there to help you. Um, but in these MPSs, we have a component of uh, aged care residents. We have um, patients who are acutely or subacutely unwell and we have an emergency department. And it's in these MPSs where... They're often in extremely remote facilities. So, uh, for example, Burke is an MPS, Warren is an MPS. You know, they're a long way really from anywhere major. And we have uh, no staffing arrangements in, in MPSs. It really is bare bones staffing and has been for a long time. Again, the association is continuing the push for increased staffing and to have a team a, a team of two or or at least two registered nurses on site in every facility every shift so that one registered nurse can safely take care of our residential aged care residents and the other registered nurse can take care of the uh, covid or potential covid patients that may be in that site it you know we don't want to see one registered nurse having care of 20 people in a facility where he or she has to run the gauntlet between the emergency department and down to our some of our most vulnerable community members who may be in the residential aged care section. I and mean, it's a ridiculous situation, really. The idea of the surge workforce has been put out by the Premier quite a lot. Would you be able to give us a picture of what it's like to actually be a surge worker in these times where we're seeing and we're expecting the case numbers to peak within October? I want the community to know that the local health districts of Western and Far Western have implemented very fluid plans for, you know, what might happen in their area. I can speak with a local health district this morning and this afternoon things will be changing. So the plans are very open and they're very, they're very fluid. We need to realise, I think, that any decisions around staffing, ICU beds, uh, surge planning, all of the things that we hear our current government talk about, those, those plans and those decisions come directly from the Ministry of Health, from the government. So to an extent, the hands of our local health districts, their hands are tied. They're not the ultimate decision makers. So how can your listeners uh, have a voice and make a difference? 
contact your local MP, tell them, you know, where you live and what your concerns are around your public health facility in your electorate. It's really important that these messages get up to our decision makers, who is who is um, actually, the, you know, the government of, of the day. It's really interesting what you just said, that the political figures are ultimately the ones that are going to be making the decisions. Could you expand a bit more on that? Health is a business. Um you know, and and it's very frustrating for our members across the state to see that decisions are often made uh, based on budgetary constraints or restraints. But you know, if you don't, if we don't speak up, then nothing is ever ever going to change. So um, you know, if we've got listeners out there who feel passionately about this, if we've got listeners out there who have their own story. You know, please, I encourage you to talk to your MP. You, whether whether your MP in your electorate is your MP, uh, as in your personal political preference, is irrelevant. It's your MPs that have the power to go into Parliament and, ta- you know, the, the decision makers on the shoulder and say, you know, my, the members in my electorate are telling me these stories about our local public health facility. It's really important that we just, you know, talk to you, talk to your local council, talk to your mayor, talk to your... There's so many community organisations that have for a long time backed the Nurses and Midwives Association push for safer nurse-to-patient ratios. So please, I encourage you, write a letter to your local editor, ring your local radio station, ring Liam and have a chat. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'd love to chat, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, other, uh, the other issue your organisation has recently addressed is a lack of care in aged care facilities. Now, they've been doing an amazing job, but they are ultimately controlled by the federal government in this case. There has been criticism of that federal government that the pandemic has really showcased some shortcomings in the models that the federal government has set up in terms of private care. Do you see a need for more qualified nurses employed in homes? across regional New South Wales? I can just quite broadly comment on that one. The New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association ran a very strong campaign around, you know, looking after some of our most vulnerable members who live in in, in, in aged care facilities. And we fought very strongly for having at least one registered nurse on shift at all times in aged care facilities. So there was um, the Royal Commission into aged care and uh, hundreds of recommendations came out of of that commission. Are we seeing governments honour all of those recommendations? No, we're not. So, again, we need, we, we really do need community pressure on our on our MPs to to hold our to hold our federal government accountable. You know, they held they held the Royal Commission. There were, after all the evidence was presented, there was, as I said, there were hundreds of recommendations. So what happens now? So let's pressure the federal government to, you know, to stand up and to honor those recommendations that were put forward. Otherwise, the whole the whole thing's just a, a total waste of time. <laughs> you guys are doing amazing work. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, look, thank you very much, Liam. And um, I'm I'm really really keen. Thirteen weeks in lockdown in Sydney. It's uh, it's wearing a little bit thin, I must <laughs> say. Um, 
Yeah, some days are better than others, but I'm really looking forward to getting back out into beautiful Western New South Wales, particularly Bathurst and Orange. I just I love coming out there. Um, so, yeah, contact your MP, support your local nurses and midwives, please. This is really important. And if you can get vaccinated, please get vaccinated and know that your public health facilities are open if you need to attend. Please don't stay at home if you're not well.